The Suns extended their winning streak to eight, and we'll catch up on all of it, including an apology to Chris Paul and the Suns beating up on teams that they should beat up on. We'll get into all of it right away on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, covering the Suns the past five seasons as a credentialed media member. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single morning. During this win streak, I appreciate each and every one of you checking in here every single day. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnPHXSuns and follow me on Twitter if you don't already as well at Brendan Clean 14. We are making progress. We are growing the YouTube channel. We are growing our audio presence. I appreciate you guys so much. If you do not, though, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Even if you're not a YouTube person, it helps us a great deal. We want more people to find us. We want more Suns fans to know what it is we do here every single day, hanging out, talking Suns, getting you caught up on the latest on this team as they continue to surge. And that is what we're here to talk about Today, in particular, is this Suns win streak. We're going to catch up on two wins over the break, over the weekend. And let me close out this silly um, recording here. It is not doing me any favors. Um, So I want to talk about the Grizzlies game and the Rockets game and the similarities there and why I think that this streak, although it has come against some teams that maybe are not so great, that that's important in its own way. So we'll get to that first. want to also talk about Chris Paul, give that apology that I so clearly owe him. And then we'll close out with some talk about the three-point shooting, because that really stuck out to me as well. The Suns getting up a ton of those and some guys starting to at least, if not make more, at least be willing to take more and the Suns creating those shots for them. So That'll be how we close, but let's get to this bad team aspect of this because now the Suns in this streak have beaten the Houston Rockets two times. They have beaten uh, the lowly, um, look, they beat the Grizzlies. They have beaten up on bad teams. It's clearly fair to say the Kings. Um, So that could be one of, you could take that one of two ways, right? You could take that as this, this streak means less. This streak is not important. Maybe it's not, although piling up wins any way you get them is obviously big no matter what. Think about last year, the Suns ended up the two seed, and they did so after dropping nine of their first 18 games. So clearly, this is a team that um, knows the value of wins. So in that way, it's important. So I I guess I don't, off the bat, don't agree with that first idea that it's unimportant, but you could not put much stock into it, right? Why I think you should, in the way that I'm taking it, way new, if you will, is they did not do this last season. They did not clean up after oh, against bad squads last season like they should have. I remember a loss to the Pistons on the road. I remember losses uh, up and down. They lost to the Thunder, I believe, twice. Um, and sure, some of that came earlier rather than later. They had a loss to the Hornets that I vividly remember, the Magic on the road during a road trip out east, 
a Spurs home loss by 26 that I'm sure a lot of you remember. This is all last season. And look, assuredly, some of these types of losses will follow. They lost to the Kings this season already. So do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that those those are just schedule losses, trap games, guys will get injured, weird things might happen. If the Suns have to play without Devin Booker, for instance, I think they would be in for it. But point being, this Suns team earlier than last year and more definitively than last year is showing that they can handle those bad teams which bodes well for their ability to stack regular season wins like I was just talking about, to improve their seeding, and to have more confidence going into the postseason. Now, they obviously played up to their competition all year last year, which is part of a lot of, I think, why so many of us were confident about their ability in the postseason was we had seen them rise to the occasion time and again. But you also want to give yourself that comfort and continuity and confidence of beating the bad teams. You also, by beating the bad teams, get to rest your players. You get to give more time to the bench to maybe develop their skill set. And I think that you just, you gain even more of that identity buzzword that we've been talking about because you see it put into practice, right? Yeah, it probably does. It's It probably has its own value in the NBA to go up against the best of the best and, and, and barely squeak out a close win. That feels like an accomplishment, I'm sure. But I think there's also a real value. I'm thinking of the, the, the Warriors during their 67 win and 73 win seasons. I'm thinking of the Spurs dynasty. I'm thinking of so many of these groups that stay together for a long time and become these regular season juggernauts. I think there's something in that of getting that confidence, getting your legs under you, getting your um, your the wind in your sails. I'm using all of the possible um, cliches that I can think of because it does matter. I really think that it does matter. And the Suns going on the road in two different cities and just smashing two teams that they are clearly better than is a big deal in its own way. So I do not discount this win streak because it happened to come against bad teams. I do not discount this win streak because, you know, it wasn't a challenge and they didn't have to deal with anybody significant. And look, the win streak's not over. They have a game against the Nuggets and then, uh, oh, that's next Sunday. They have a game on the road against the Timberwolves, which will not be a good one. But two tests against Dallas, a team that they historically have struggled with especially they've they've often needed a big DeAndre Ayton game. We don't know if he will play. So I'm looking forward to when they come back home for three games at the end of this upcoming week to see how that success continues to manifest. But I'm not taking anything away from what it is they've already done. And I don't think anyone else should either. So we'll get into a big part of that win streak. Chris Paul and his uh, defense, that's the mea culpa that I have to give a big apology to the point God himself for doubting his defensive bona fides. I'll do that in just a second. First, though, a quick word from Prize Picks, the best NBA daily fantasy prop game out there, period. We love it on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we know you will too. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other daily fantasy operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who only record a handful of minutes each game. You can pick anybody, and here's how it works. You are not competing against a pool. You are not competing against head-to-head an opponent. 
I'll tell you what you are doing. You are picking a roster of two to five players. You are betting against the sp- uh, against the over-under for a particular stat for that player, and you are watching the points roll in. It is that easy. It combines betting and fantasy in an awesome way, a very fun way. So let's say you feel very good, very good bet these days. Steph Curry hitting the over on points. That's your point guard for your given game. You're betting the over on points for Steph Curry. One roster spot down, one to four left to go. It's that easy. It's that fun. And you can make mixed sport entries as well. The over on LeBron rebounds and the under on Mahomes interceptions, let's say, all in the same entry. So check them out over at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or left, and they are safe and fast on their withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA when you do and enjoy. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login just for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, no more annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I wish that I could play the acoustic guitar or a few simple piano chords because that would be the perfect mood music for the disgrace that I have put forth to you all and the massive amount of genuine remorse that I owe to Chris Paul, the point god himself. I was critical of his defense and he has handily shown me that I am dumb and you guys should never listen to this podcast and you should never have taken anything that I said with any sort of genuine anything. Frankly, just turn it off right now. No, I'm I'm clearly kidding, but in in some ways I am not. Over the past two games, this this weekend on Friday and Sunday, I am coming to you right after this Rockets win, by the way, 115 to 89. I did start after or before the game had actually ended, so I wanted to get that in there. Two games, two blowouts, two road wins. Chris Paul, a combined 12 steals. He was fourth in the NBA in steals heading into the Houston game on Sunday night. He added to that with seven. I would not be surprised with such a small amount of games here in this young season if Paul was now the leader in steals in the NBA, which would not have come as a surprise maybe 15 years ago for this gentleman, but is a massive surprise now considering that Again, me and some others, I won't take full ownership of the criticism of his defense. We're doubtful of this gentleman. I think I think that part of tonight's outcome, at least against Houston, was a complete welcome to the NBA mindset on the part of Chris Paul as he faced the incredibly young Houston Rockets. We saw as Suns fans and followers for many years what that feels like and looks like. I think back to, um, 
I mean, any number. The games that Earl Watson got fired for, there was quite a bit of that, of the um, start-to-finish full-court press where you're just turning young teams over. So I think that was part of it. I did a, a segment last season during the recap shows where I would do the Chris Paul, what was it called? The Chris Paul All-Star, something like that. Um, the guys that Chris Paul embarrassed is who it was. And it had Facu- Facundo Campazzo. It even had JaVale McGee on it. It had Brooke Lopez on it for a time, although I feel a little embarrassed about that take as well because I think that was during the final. So I owe Brooke Lopez an apology. His ring can um, punch me in the face for my disrespect. However, this is not out of character for Chris Paul. When he sees blood in the water, he is going to pounce. And he has done that in in subsequent games. But bigger than that, and to go back to my apology, I think this speaks to his overall mindset of wanting to be a winner. I mean, I don't think I was completely wrong to criticize the performance that Chris Paul had um, at all. I think that early in this season, the Suns were clearly going out of their way to hide him defensively. He was getting blown by, and that was a problem. So Obviously, defending the likes of, you know, D'Anthony Melton or I guess John Moran, although that didn't happen all that often, is different, of course, than or in this game, Kevin Porter Jr. often is different than having to defend Drew Holiday or any of these other players for 48 minutes. So I'm not willing to just say that the question marks around Chris Paul's defense are gone, but I think he is at least showing that if he's going to defend a weaker player on the opponent, on the opposing team, whether that is a D'Anthony Melton or Kevin Porter Jr., or hopefully somebody a little better than those guys offensively, that he's going to make them work. And that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. You draft and develop a player like Mikael Bridges so that you can afford to have a Chris Paul on your team who is not going to take that assignment in his old age. And you don't have to worry, but you, what you can't do is have Chris Paul defending a weaker player and not be able to make that guy work. If he's, if he's getting punished by the second or third best perimeter player on the opposing team, that's when you have a problem on your hands. So what he's done in these games is he's at least answered that. He is still a very good team defender. And I think hopefully, again, going back to the blowout idea, if the Suns can keep piling up these wins They can have a little bit of a cushion late in the season in terms of their record. Maybe they can afford to not rest, but but weather injuries more and rest players in the fourth quarter more. Chris Paul in each of these games did not crack uh, 30-plus minutes. He was 30 against Houston, 28 against Memphis. If that stuff can continue, then you hope the defensive intensity can stay there for him. Maybe he's not top five in steals all season because that's – That would be a complete upset in terms of an older player doing that who does not really have the quickness and athleticism that he used to. I'm not willing to bet against this guy because I do think he has that determination in him and he's not going to be taken advantage of or taken for granted by the teams that come in and play his team. But it would be be silly to expect that he's going to pull the fountain of youth completely. I think what we should expect and hope for is that he can continue to do this as a team defender and as a secondary defender perimeter defender and that he has the energy to do that for more of the season that that come postseason time he can be an impactful player defensively maybe to a greater degree than he was last season in the finals run that the Suns went on so 
a big apology. I do not have my guitar or my piano, but I can use my words and say that I was wrong to doubt this guy. And I think that there is some hope that that can be a bigger part of everything that the Suns give on the defensive end this year than it was last year. Maybe that's too optimistic, but look, after two games like this, you can't help but reach high and expect the absolute most. I want to talk about the three-point shooting, something Chris Paul has also had a pretty big hand in. But I also want to tell you guys about Built Bar because it's my favorite built of my favorite protein bar on the planet. Pardon my slip up. I seem to do that often. Maybe it's because I just love to talk to you about Built Bars and I want to say it as often as possible. But it, as the holidays come around, I'm thinking a lot about Built Bar because it might save me from gaining a pound or two extra than I might like to because that's what happens to all of us during the holiday season. We have not only the big festive holiday family meals that we love, but we also get a lot of leftovers and the treats are out and you go to work and maybe there's a candy jar out that might not have been there or there's people bringing cupcakes in or pies or whatever it might be. That is the spirit of the holiday season. We all love it, but it also can be punishing. A built bar gets you through the day without having to lean on those snacks. Built bar is a perfect substitute for any of that. So put away the coconut cream pie, go for a coconut built bar. That's the best part about a built bar is you can get a flavor that suits you no matter what your taste might be. They have something for everybody. Put the raspberry rhubarb pie back into the fridge, save it for someone else and pull out a raspberry built bar. That's the safer option. Enjoy the meals, enjoy the treats when you have them, but don't go overboard. Built bar can be part of that solution. Great for when you're hungry, great for when you want to share, great no matter the part of the year or what you're in the mood for. And they have new surprises all month, including nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. So mark your calendar and check back often, as well as especially on Black Friday. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 when you make your purchase to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. One last thought here after two straight Suns blowout victories, eight straight total Suns victories here and uh, feeling high, feeling good, especially on a day where the Cardinals lost. It feels good to have a couple of Suns wins to get you through the weekend and back to another Monday. So I do appreciate you guys all making Locked on Suns your first listen. Hope you're enjoying the winning as much as I am. And hopefully you're getting back to going to Suns games. I can't wait to be back at home this week with some big tests for the team. So. With all that said, I want to point your attention toward the three-point shooting. In these two games, the Suns put up a combined 77 threes. They made 32 of them. That is a very good mark. That is, I would venture to guess, at or above 40%, which is always a good benchmark to test yourself against. I talked to close the week last week when I did my little statistical notebook Uh, emptying that Devin Booker is taking more threes. That trend continued. He was four of 12 from deep. So you'd like to see them go in a little more often, but good to see that he's taking those shots this weekend though. It was really the bench and everybody online, every Suns fan that I know has questioned what's going on with Cam Johnson. I don't necessarily have an answer, but what you cannot say about him is that he has hesitated at all. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's what he has to do is to take those threes. And he's been doing that even as they're not going in. So he took six against Houston and he took, if this mouse will let me click six against 
Memphis. He was five of 12, not a bad mark at all. And the guys have joined him around him. I knew when campaign came back to this lineup that things would look very much different. They have. He is a guy who's going to take threes. His two-man game with Frank Kaminsky is pretty stellar as well, not to mention Chris Paul's. So Payne is now a guy who you can trust to take four plus threes a game. He was two of five exactly in both of these wins. And then last but not least, Landry Shamit, who is starting to get unlocked. I think he's shown himself to be a little bit streaky, which obviously is a thing that's plagued him in his other stops. You hope the comfort level, the trust from the coaching staff that he's going to get his 20 minutes or so every night, and he doesn't have to worry. But he himself this weekend was 4 of 12 combined from deep. So as long as these players are at least making a, a serviceable amount, they're using their green light and taking these shots, then it's going to open up the offense. And the bench has been a, a, what we knew was going to be a big part of this team. You can imagine that when DeAndre Ayton gets back, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge and talk about that situation at a later date. I don't um, I don't have all my thoughts gathered there. But when he does play again, you can easily imagine JaVale McGee's downhill threat being an even bigger opportunity for this offense to click. It's not to take anything away from Frank Kaminsky, who I do think will continue to play, and he's to me, a much better option than Abdul Nader. I know they play very different roles. You want some wing defense out there. I I get some of that. But I think that McGee getting back to the bench, Kaminsky doing his thing, being a playmaker, spreading the floor himself, and less Abdul Nader mistakes will all go a long way to making this three-point shooting come alive even more because the ball will be moving. There will be downhill threat in addition to the uphill threat or whatever you call the three-point threat. So I think things are trending in the right direction, obviously. The assists are the other part because those things always go hand in hand. This Houston game was a little bit of an exception because I think there was just a confidence level. They were scoring in transition a lot. They had 11 fast break points. They had 44 point uh, paint points the Suns did in this one. So the assists didn't necessarily follow. They only had 19, but in the Grizzlies game, they had 28 assists to go with their 37 three-point attempts. Those numbers will trend together. And this offense overall, you're going to see it start to climb. Now, again, you can point back to the inferior competition, and it's fair to just wonder what happens when they face a genuinely good defense. I think that Nuggets game on Sunday night of this week will be a big one. So I hope that is the type of matchup we expect in terms of a real test for the Suns. They'll, they'll face a good defense soon. I mean, the NBA calendar is unforgiving. Don't get me wrong. And I am going to maintain I don't take anything away from it. But the Suns offense is going to get those reps. It is going to build out and diversify and become a little bit more, more dynamic. And they're going to pile up these wins. And I think that ties a pretty good bow on things because the three-point shooting is something that they needed to work out. They needed to get guys comfortable and confident. And that has happened. And they're, they've, the fact that they've done it against bad teams is only for the better. Who cares? The, the confidence came. And as long as that green light is still blaring in these guys' faces whenever they get the ball and they're open, then they got to feel good about that no matter what way it came about. That's it for today, folks. Two big wins, eight total in a row, and feeling good. Another opportunity to beat up on a bad team on Monday night. It feels like it could be a trap game, so I don't want to get too 
too cocky. I'm sure none of you are that way either. Memphis or Minnesota is one of the teams that beat the Suns when we were going through those games that they dropped last season. So uh, definitely not to be taken for granted, but I think that we will see a win and that sets up three big fun home games to round out the week. So I hope you guys are excited. Thanks for making Lockdown Suns your first listen every day and I'll talk to you on Tuesday.